0: Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message. I'm talking today
1: about preparing to go global. Preparing to go global. My sub-theme is The Sheba Principle. Preparing to go global, The Sheba Principle. I will be borrowing principally from this book, Shiba, which is about ancient customer service secrets repackaged in a social media driven era. I would also be borrowing from the book, The turning point, which talks about how to seize the opportunity of a lifetime. Sheba and turning point. Let me start by saying that the size of your dream determines the level of your preparation. And the level of your preparation determines the extent of your impact. The size of your dream determines the level of your preparation. And the level of your preparation determines the extent of your impact. If you are traveling from Takwa to Takwadi, it doesn't require the same preparation as traveling from Takwa to the United States. The size of the dream you are pursuing Determines how much you prepare for it. And let's face it, the kind of preparation you also put in will determine the kind of impact you will have. So if you are preparing to become a local person, maybe what we are talking about will not be of much interest to you. But if you are that kind of person who says, I want my impact to be felt, Not just here in Ghana, but across Africa, United States, across Russia, Argentina, Mexico, South Africa. Then you are saying to yourself that I need to go global. And to do that, I need to position myself differently. So the size of your vision, the size of your dream determines how well you prepare for it. What is preparation? Preparation is to arrange something beforehand. To put something in a particular order beforehand. Before a particular purpose or a particular occasion. The critical word in preparation is beforehand. You cannot prepare for a football match after the final score. You can't prepare for a football match after after the person has won the trophy and lifted it up, then you start preparing for the match. Preparation is done beforehand. The challenge for many of us is that we wait for the window of opportunity to open before we start preparing. Preparation is to make ready beforehand for a specific purpose, an event, or occasion. What are the secrets of preparation? Preparation is normally private and remote. When a pastor is preparing a sermon to come and preach, he doesn't go and stand in the market and wave his Bible, open it, and start researching. It's hidden. Preparation is remote. Very often, people don't see what you put in when you are preparing for an event or occasion. When you watch athletes preparing for a 100-meter race, They do the takeoff alone about 50 times continuous. They start, come back, start, come back, measure, start, come back. It is not just private and remote. It is also repetitive and often boring. Because when you watch a rehearsal or watch a training session, you say, come on, play the game, come on, run the race, and then they'll do the start and come back again. They start and come back again. They are like, what exactly are these people doing? So for you, the person viewing, it's sometimes boring. Preparation is optional. That means that it's not even by force. You can decide not to prepare. If you have an exam, you can decide not to learn. And you will still write the exam and you will still fail. If you are a pastor, you can decide not to prepare. And you will still preach the sermon and you will still flop. Preparation is optional, and so it is not surprising that there are so many people, but not everyone is preparing for the future. Not everyone has a plan for the future. Preparation requires self-discipline. That means that because it is optional, because it is private, and because nobody applauds preparation, you need self-discipline to prepare. Because there will be times when the weather will be cold. There will be times when it's 6 o'clock and it is dark. And you ask yourself, why am I doing this to myself? Why don't I sleep a bit more? But you want to wake up and read for one hour before you go to work. That kind of effort and application requires self-discipline. Doing what you have to do. When you have to do it. Whether you feel like it or not. That is self-discipline. The good thing, my friends, is that preparation always pays off. The one who is prepared would ultimately stand out from the one who is not prepared. The question I'm asking you now, why is there a need to prepare now? Someone says, there's nothing global happening around me. I don't see myself as yet Operating on the global stage, why do I need to prepare now? Let me give you a quote from John F. Kennedy, who says, The time to repair the roof is when the sun is shining. The time to repair the roof is when the sun is shining. Now, when you have a leaking roof and you are in the, you are in the, the, the dry season, you have a faint idea that the roof is leaking. But you may not know the extent to which it is leaking but it is advisable and it is prudent to fix that roof in the dry season because if you wait until the rainy season just one rainfall or one extensive downpour cannot can destroy not just your roof but destroy the things also in your house. And at that point, you will learn your lesson, but you will learn it the hard way and at great cost to yourself and to your property. So the best time to repair your roof is when the sun is shining. The best time to prepare, could somebody help me on that? It will affect our TV coverage. Please. I'm sorry about that, but... What is the purpose for which you prepare? We prepare for various reasons. Somebody has a spiritual target that you are trying to accomplish. Somebody has a financial target that you are pursuing. Somebody wants to build a business or your career. Somebody wants to be physically fit. Somebody wants to connect to people. I don't know about you. But when you talk about a dream, somebody just wants to be happy that's your goal you want to be happy in life somebody wants to make as many friends as possible and there is somebody that whenever you lie down to sleep your biggest dream is that your life must affect people in the different regions of this world is there somebody like that here? how many lie down and dream about affecting people all across the world? let me see by hand it's a laudable vision it's a worthwhile vision it is something i believe everyone must have in your heart a desire that your life will not just be boxed down in your small community but something that you do will touch people across the regions of this world and it is possible it is possible tell somebody it is possible tell somebody i'm going global tell the person watch me closely i am global already i am not only globally present but I'll be globally relevant. Put your hands together for yourself. I don't know about you, but even if your aspiration in life is to find the right person to marry, that one too is worth it. Somebody, You'll be surprised to find out. I, I talk to people a lot, and somebody's biggest dream is to find a marital partner. But there's not, that's nothing wrong with that. Even in doing that, please go global. (laughs) All right. So, what is global? Global is simply borderless, limitless, and comprehensive. When we say something is global in nature, we say the thing has no borders, it has no limits, and it is comprehensive. I don't know about you, but In everything that you do, let your perspective be borderless. Today, when an advert appears in a newspaper, that newspaper has their online edition. When you read the Business and Financial Times or the Daily Graphic, there is the BFT online, and of course, there is also graphic online. They have the online edition. In fact, when you cross over to jurisdictions like the UK, the online edition of the Daily Mail has a higher subscription than even the hard copy edition of the newspaper. So when the advert appears in the newspaper, it can be seen by the person in Mexico, the person in Brazil, the person in China, the person in Australia. So that job that is being advertised, you are competing with people all over the world. Not just jobs, contracts, opportunities concepts ideas and you will meet somebody you will meet somebody with the power to transform your life in the course of your work you will meet somebody who has the key to going global the key to your future i have met a few people in my life very significant encounters that have become turning point encounters The most dangerous thing you can do to yourself is to meet that kind of person and not even know that that was the person. It happens to several people. Long after the person has gone, you say, Wow, if only I had known, I would have treated them differently. Let me introduce you to a person who also is an opportunity called Sheba. And Sheba can be found for those of you who have Bibles. In 2nd Chronicles chapter 9, verse 1 to 9. Why is that relevant in a discussion about going global? Because this queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon and traveled across the world to experience what she had heard. And it's recorded that she came with hard questions like today's customer, like today's interview panel, like today's business partner. Sheba had hard questions. And it's on record that when she came, Solomon answered all her questions. And not only that, she observed the layout of the building that Solomon had built and all the infrastructure and the experience in the place. And maybe let's read that part and you will see why Sheba is such a special person. But for your benefit as somebody sitting right here in Ghana, talking about going global, who is Sheba? shiva could be a mentor or a way maker somebody who opens the door for you and points you to your future there are experienced people who have been at the place where you are today they've been there before they've carried the cross you are trying to carry and they understand the weight of it and they can show you what to do and help you avoid mistakes they call them way makers shiva can be a mega client. That person who gives you one contract and it changes your business forever. I've met a few of those and I'm where I am today because of some of those people. Sheba is also a potential business partner. Somebody who has the resources to power your idea. You have the idea, you don't have the money. That person has the resources and if you present yourself well, that person could partner with you and, and, and do a business that would bring opportunity to both of you. And you need to identify that Sheba and relate to him or her very well. Sheba could be a potential spouse. And even though we laugh about it, I can tell you something. In your career development, one of the most important decisions you will make is the person you partner in marriage. You marry the wrong person and the person can mess you up big time. It's important to marry the right person to achieve success in other fields of endeavor. Sheba could be an employer or an interview panel. And so you stand in front of them and based on what you do a door could open or a door could be shut forever but probably the most interesting Shiba and the one that many of us tend to overlook is that ordinary person who walks into your hairdressing saloon into your fashion design house into your church into your non-governmental organization at your front desk reception, that person who looks like he or he, uh, him or her is, um, or he or she is not really a big person, It's just an ordinary client or user. that person who goes on your website and checks out your online presence, that person who goes on your Facebook page, you cannot see him or her but the person can see you and see your profile statement. Make no mistake. Sheba comes into your life every blessed day and because we don't know Shiva and don't understand Shiva we live our lives anyhow and we think it doesn't matter nobody's watching now that is another very big mistake so every customer experience every personal experience is on five levels the first is awareness the second is decision the third is experience. The fourth is verdict. And the fifth is testimony. When you hear about Springboard or the Springboard Zone on multi TV or ETV, or you hear about the Springboard Zone in the newspaper, or you hear about a book called Shiba, or you hear about a musical concert, or you hear about a theater production, first you become aware. And then you decide to attend. Now, when you decide, you go to the program. Or you can also decide not to attend. But when you go to the program, you experience what you heard about. After you experience, you make a conclusion or a verdict. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it average? Did it meet my expectation? All the noise and the advertisement wasn't worth it. Now, after you give your verdict, then you give a testimony. You tell other people about your experience. Now, these five stages, the Queen of Sheba went through them when she came to Solomon's temple. And so those five stages, number one is Sheba will hear. Listen, somebody will hear about you. The world has become flat Very, very interesting. And so you are doing something in your small corner in Takwa and somebody has heard about you in Australia. When we released our first book, Ten Commandments of Success, within seven days, I got a call from a pastor in New York. He says, I've heard about this book you've written that is making waves all over the place. Can you come to New York and speak for me? Sheba will hear about you. The second thing is that Sheba will come. People are willing to explore. People are willing to experience what they've heard about. When people hear about your salon, your church, your NGO, your business, they will come to prove you and they will come with hard questions. Difficult questions. Can you do what they say you can do? What was advertised? Is it true? What I'm hearing is real. And when they come, they will see. They will look around. Everything is up for scrutiny. Shiva is a very inquisitive person. Today's customer is willing to watch even the toenail of the customer service person. You say, oh how? I am telling you. Today's sophisticated customer is very observant and very demanding. The slightest mistake, the slightest error can be really problematic. Shiba will judge. Customers are willing to make a verdict about you. The panel is choosing between yourself and 19 others. And if you are not good, they will tell you in your face. And not only will Shiba judge, but Shiba will testify. The interesting thing is that when a customer is satisfied, they tell a couple of people. But when a customer is dissatisfied, the whole world will hear about it. And today there are technologies that make it easy for a customer to express their frustrations without any difficulty, by themselves, without anybody's help. New media and social media, networks are available for the customer to tell his or her own story so when sheba came what was the difference i want to read a couple of verses for you for your benefits because whatever area of life you are involved in these verses will bring to you the reality of how Shiba can make or break your business and so, in Second Chronicles nine, verse three and four, if you permit me to read the Bible verse in a conference like this, it says, "And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon, and the house that he had built, and the food on his table, and the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters, and their apparel or dressing, his cupbearers and their apparel, and his entryway," by which she went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Tell somebody no more spirit. Tell the person she saw, and there was no more spirit. May somebody see you and be left breathless. May somebody see your performance and be overwhelmed. May somebody see you do what you know how to do best, and take a testimony of your work across the countries of this world. May somebody see a little sample of what you can do and be left without any spirit. Telling everybody, I saw one preacher. I saw one hairdresser. I saw one one fashion designer. I saw one teacher. I saw one speaker. Whatever it is that you do, may something that you do come to the attention of Sheba and leave her with no spirit left in her. That's you. Tell somebody, that's me. Tell somebody else, that's me. In the 21st century, the Bible says that when Sheba saw it, there was no more spirit in her. She told Solomon, listen, what I saw is far better than what I heard. Your wisdom and your achievements are far more than what I heard. In today's 21st century, Sheba's testimony is even more important because today we have unprecedented rich. Right in the comfort of my home, I post on Facebook yesterday an experience on our radio broadcast called Springboard and I get responses from Norway, from the UK, the US, all over Ghana and there is a massive discussion taking place right there on social media. Not just on the internet, but today if anyone is listening to Springboard, It's possible the person is listening on their phone from anywhere in the world. We have technologies deployed here that are enabling people to listen on their phone, view us live in clear digital pictures on their computers, or participate via social media or any other network. It has never been like that before. In the 21st century, there is keen competition and uncertainty some jobs that were very dominant five years ago ten years ago have disappeared today nobody remembers that there was something called the polaroid camera where you take a picture and then you wave it like this to dry and give it out because today when you contract somebody to take your wedding pictures They can take a thousand or five hundred pictures and it's all digital and then you decide which ones you will print or you could even decide not to print any at all and to view them on any tablet or any laptop or any other device that's the kind of world we live in very competitive and so for every opportunity that comes up you cannot even tell who you are competing against It is even made more interesting by the fact that today's customer is very sophisticated. I can tell you today that when a pastor is preaching and he quotes the wrong verse, within seconds, there is somebody in the service with a device measuring and and analyzing, checking out on Google whether what, what he's saying is true. So if you say somebody was born in... In 1842, and it was 1824, within 10 seconds, somebody has located it, and the person knows that you 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 have misspoken. You didn't lie. In the church service today sometimes, the person's Bible is on their phone. They copy their notes on their phone. It's become so sophisticated. And so if you are thinking in the analog mode, you will find it difficult to catch up with today's generation. A couple of months ago, an Anglican bishop in UK wrote at the entrance to his church, please retweet my message. What he was saying is that whilst you are listening to him, if you feel that the message has touched you, you can put it on Twitter and let other people across the world also hear the gospel. And I'm sure for many of us who have been raised in some kinds of environment, we'll be like, Where or what is the world coming to? But I can tell you something. If the secular world is using technology to send their message across the world, what is the church doing with your message? If you believe it is relevant, and you believe it is timely, and you want it to reach across the world, social media should be a powerful tool for evangelism. Having said that, Some time ago when you hear breaking news, it means that something is happening in some parts of the country and a radio station will run to the location or ride to the location or drive to the location and cover the story and the broadcaster or the journalist will say, I am reporting from right at the scene of the accident or the incident or the occurrence and you say breaking news. Today, there is something called the broadcastification of social media. And that means that when something is breaking, you don't need a journalist. Open journalism. You have your phone that has a camera on it. You take a picture or a video there and then. And before the radio station comes, you have put it on Facebook. Sometimes before the radio station can cover the story, it is already online and it's being discussed. You can't break the news anymore. It's been broken already. Tell somebody it's broken. (laughs) Tell somebody it's broken. Broken already. In, In the face of all this... People are very aware and people have a choice. The customer is more aware today than ever before. And when I talk about customer, I'm not just talking about business. Even education. The parent is more aware now than ever before about curriculum, about teachers, about models, about Montessori, about online learning. Today there are schools that are collaborating with foreign schools and sharing lecturers. At the same time, online, what are we talking about? And so you are running your school and you think nobody knows what's going on, and you are running substandard programs with teachers who come to class feeling sleepy and are unprepared using notes that were prepared 10 years ago, and you are poisoning the minds of our children and you think the parents don't know. No, today's customer is more aware and has a choice. And without notice, they withdraw their children and send them to the next school. Just like that. Today's customer will vote with their wallet, vote with their credit card, and they'll make a choice. What does that mean for you? When somebody posts something on social media about their bad experience, you find that there is a collective response. People see that person as a voice of the voiceless, they see that person as articulating what they are concerned about that they want heard. So these days, when one person lifts up their voice, all of a sudden, several other people also begin to share their experience. That means that when Sheba comes to your place, your business, your outfit, and has a bad experience, and writes it online and says, I went to XYB company and it didn't go well at all. Believe me, within one hour, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, if you are unlucky, within one minute, several other people will say, Hey, eh, you too. I also had a bad experience. Listen, Shiba can make or break your business. You can't afford to ignore today's sophisticated Shiva. So what kind of preparation is required in today's social media driven world, today's global world or glocal world? Glocal is simply being global in a local environment. What kind of preparation is required? Let me give you five words that you will find relevant. Number one is awareness. Let's all say awareness. awareness. You need to be aware. You can't afford to sit in your small part of the world and say, I don't care. You must care. Be aware. What are the new models that are coming up? What are the new concepts that are being developed? What new research is being done? What new technologies are being released? Be aware ignorance can kill you ignorance can deprive you of opportunity one of the most painful things in life is for an opportunity to be so close by you because this is a mining environment i'm sure you can understand me very well the story of acres of diamonds tells the story about awareness and so the man, this man had a failed and searched, and searched, and searched the field, and felt the field was useless, and sold the field to somebody else, and went out there to look for diamonds, and that person who bought the field found in a stream running through the pool, or through the field, some of the biggest diamonds in the world. Awareness. You can have every resource around you, but if you are unaware, you miss out on opportunity. Excuse me. So, awareness is important in order to take advantage of your opportunities. I don't know about you, but how aware are you about your industry today? Are you reading around? Are you asking questions? Are you comparing notes with others? Are you researching? Tell somebody once again awareness. The second word is connections. Connections. In the global world today, you must be connected to people who make things happen. Your relationships, your networks, your linkages will determine whether you will play ball on the big stage or the small stage. I heard something from one of the speakers on Springboard, my good friend, Kweku Beduado, which I found very relevant and I'm going to borrow that concept, and represent it to you. And he simply said this. He said, an acute variance, and these are my own words, my own interpretation, an acute variance from a starting point with the benefit of time and distance will lead to a major gap between two different people. What do I mean? You can start with somebody at the same place, but a slight adjustment, a little choice, a little difference, a little connection to the right person can begin to open a small gap into a big one. Initially it looks small, but as you go, you become more and more divergent. And with time, distance, and space, you find out that in the long run, two people started together. One is far, and the other one is stuck. Life... interesting my friends life is a challenge and very often people don't make it in life not because they are lazy not because they don't want to succeed but because some of these concepts that we share at springboard they sound so simple but if you don't know you can miss out on opportunity the third area of your preparation is your level of understanding Sometimes you have concepts opened up to you. You have ideas brought to your attention. You are given the statistics. You know that two out of three people buy a particular product. You know that this is likely to happen in the next five years. But when you are aware of the developments around you, you are not able to interpret them into choices that will give you An advantage. What do I mean? If I know it is going to rain, I am away. If I know it is going to rain, I am away. What does it mean for me? I can say, it is about to rain. I tell you something, it will rain. The rain will fall mightily. I am away. If I know there is... You see, let me give you one of my favorite stories when we were children. It's about this guy who was walking in the park, take around his area, and who saw a briefcase with money in it. And he stood there and said, Hey, Jatu. Jatu Jato. A break wall. He was aware that it was Jatu. This was 10 C D, old 10 C D notes. So awareness is not enough. He stood there looking at it and said, "Jatu, Jatu," And then somebody from behind him walked past him, took their briefcase and went. And he said, oh, Jatu, Jatu," And Jato was gone. Beyond the story, I think that the bigger picture of it is that you can be aware of an opportunity and not have the understanding to take advantage of it knowing that it is going to rain is not enough what do you do with rain opportunities will open in the service industry and so what you can know something is coming and be helpless confused the fourth area of preparation is technology there are some avowed analog people here they say as for me I will not participate in the technological revolution. May the Lord forgive you. You know, you might as well travel from here to Accra on a donkey. If you are aware that today I speak in a conference in Kumasi, get to the airport, take a plane at 5.30 in Kumasi, get to Accra at 6.05, and at 7 o'clock I'm on air broadcasting Springboard. And so I can accept a speaking appointment in Kumasi and still make it to Accra to speak on my broadcast. And I can do multiple programs in different cities because technology allows me to fly. Hey, technology is an enabler. So for those of you who say, as for me, I am analog. May you be delivered from your analog. Use these technologies. In the palm of my hand i can research any sermon i can research any topic i can check any event anywhere in the world i can even check my football scores please technology is an enabler it makes life easier it makes things cheaper please don't die poor please don't die hungry Please don't die broke. Please don't die ignorant. Leverage technology. The final area of preparation is the spirit of excellence. The spirit of excellence. Make a vow to yourself and say, everything I do in my lifetime will be excellent. No room for average no room for something like that no room for compromise it must be excellent excellent and excellent i challenge you my dear friends and i say determine that everyone who comes into contact with anything you've done will say wow it is possible it won't happen accidentally excellence is not accidental. It is a result of a deliberate commitment to go the extra mile, to do more than everyone else will do. Determine, my dear friends, that you will give the world value for every assignment you are given. Let me conclude with the thoughts of Johnny Carson, who says, Talent alone won't make you a success. Neither will being in the right place at the right time unless you are ready. And so the most important question, my dear friends, is are you ready? I leave you with this challenge. A door will open to you in a short while. An unprecedented opportunity will come your way. It may look ordinary in the beginning, but that opportunity can transform your life and transform your career, transform your business, or even open a marital door to you. My hope, my desire, my wish, my aspiration, my prayer is that when the door of opportunity opens to you, you would have prepared in advance and you will seize your opportunity.
0: Thank you and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone.